Hey everyone, it's Susan Pierce Thompson and welcome to the weekly vlog. It's good to be here with you. Um, I've got a kind of an emotional one to talk about today. Uh, as you might have seen from the title of the vlog, um, it's about priorities and the priority. Um, and I kind of want to tell a story about something that happened to me not that long ago. I was going to shoot this as last week's vlog topic, but I wanted to actually give myself some time to just process it. And I've been going through, um, yeah, some emotional states around it. So I'm, I'm ready to talk about it. I'm ready to share it with you. And um, yeah, it has to do with something that happened at the end of a recent trip that I took. So um, this, was, this was a long trip. I, I went to the the second annual Brightline Eating Family reunion in San Diego. And from there, David and I flew on a red eye to New York City. My best friend got married. And from there, we went to our annual June mastermind meeting in Durango, Colorado, two days in California, and then back to Rochester. And so we got back to Rochester on a Friday night, super late. And um, we hadn't seen our kids in so many days. They were staying with my mom and um, stepdad. So they were at grandma and grandpa's house you know, happy, healthy, doing well. And um, so we spent the night at our house and then we're going to go pick them up on Saturday morning and like get the kids, get the stuff. We had so big plans for the day, big brouhaha, it was super exciting day. And at 10 a.m. as we're literally like heading out to get the kids, we get a call from my mom and um, Alexis has broken her arm. So she'd broken both bones in her left arm. I mean, we didn't know that then. All we knew is, as she said on the phone, she's like, it's arched, mommy, it's arched. Like her arm was, you know, weird shaped. It looked like a Curious George arm, just sort of like bent <laughs> in a rainbow shape the way it shouldn't be. So um, so we get on the phone and we're coordinating uh, with my mom, like which emergency room, um, et cetera. And Alexis wants to talk to me. So she, she we get on the phone, she's nine. And uh, she's one of the twins, Alexis and Zoe. They're the eldest and they're the twins. So Alexis is the curly-haired twin. So she's, she gets on the phone and she's like, Mommy? Mommy, um, so if, um, if you have a lot of work to do today, would you, would you not do it today and come to the hospital? Like, would this be important enough? And I said, of course, sweetie, of course I'm coming to the hospital. Mommy's dropping everything. I will see you there. I'll be with you all day. <sighs> I didn't cry right at that second, but I hung up the phone and I lost it. Just cracked. And wailed and wailed and wailed. And, you know, got out the door to the hospital. And, um... Um, I have three daughters, and um, Alexis is the one that is showing signs of, like, missing me, wanting me around more, um, noticing how much I work. Zoe and Maya are like, they're not noticing that. My mom's around full-time, David's around full-time, and I work like, you know, like a busy working mom would, you know, like a full-time job. And, um, and... And prior to the last few months, I think um, I worked, you know, way more than a normal working mom would because, you know, getting Brightline Eating off the ground was incredibly labor intensive. Um, 
but you know, my mom's around full time, David's around full time, and I'm, um, and I, I'm working hard. And, um, so I've been watching Alexis, watching her so closely. Like, it's been really hard for me as a mother to discern the difference between, um, like, kids want their moms, you know, like that's kind of natural. Um, and, you know, like she's never done the like, throwing herself at my ankles and wailing when she gets brought to school or daycare or anything like the kids are are well adjust adjusted secure attachment I, I taught developmental psychology at the college level for many years I know sort of what the signs are to look for for secure versus avoidant versus resistant attachment they're they're, they're all three securely attached and you know um, so I've been watching her though like what's the where's the line between like um, mummy you're damaging me you know, like you're not around enough and it's not okay. And I'm going to be in therapy when I'm 40 talking about how it's hard to value myself because my mom never made time for me. And like, you know, I wish you were around more, but like, um, I'm growing up to be ha happy, healthy, adjusted. And, um, you know, it's really not that big of a deal. It's hard for me personally to see that line. When she asked me that question, I knew I was over the line because, um, you know, I reflected back on my childhood. There was never a moment in my childhood where I doubted that my parents would be there for me if I needed them. Never a moment. Like, like I knew in every cell of my body that if I needed my mom or my dad, it didn't matter where they were. They could be sitting with the Pope, you know, with an invitation to meet with the Pope that, you know, um, they'd been waiting for for five years, you know. And if I fell and, and fractured my skull and was being rushed to the hospital, they would say, see a Pope, I got to go, you know, my daughter's on her way to the hospital and I'm meeting her there. You know, like I, there was never a, a question for me. So, um, so for me, it was really easy to feel the reality of like being over that line. She should not have had to ask me that question. So I got to the hospital and, um, and I brought it up with her. You know, I said, Hey, Alexis, you know, I just want to talk about that question you asked for me. Like, honey, I am here for you. You know, like you need me. You call. I'm here. And she said, she looked up at the ceiling and she said, I know, but I guess lately I've been wondering. And, and I think she meant like, you know, I've been wondering, like, you know, there's a bar, there's my priority bar, and then there's the bright line eating priority bar. And like, I've just been wondering, like, you know, how, where are they, you know? And I said, yeah, that makes sense. I said, it's, it's hard to juggle, you know, working at something that matters a lot to you and, and raising three kids. It's, it's a, that's a juggling act. And she said to me, will it be hard for me when I open my restaurant to be there for my kids? Cause she's nine and she wants to be a chef and she wants to open a restaurant. She is very clear on that. And I said, yeah, it might be like restaurants really need the owner's attention a lot, especially around the dinner hour. And there, there, there might be a lot of evenings where you find, you find yourself feeling really torn about like putting your kids to bed versus being at your restaurant and, you know, training a new manager or, you know, yeah, that might be a, a that you might find yourself really, really pulled on that one. And she thought about that and she nodded. And, uh, you know, I know that it's one of the things that I'm doing, doing bright line eating is demonstrating to my three daughters that they can do whatever they want in this world, that they can have a big dream and they can go make it happen. Like I don't sense any 
question in Alexis about whether she's capable of opening and running a restaurant. You know, like she's, she's all about it. She's already done it. You know what I mean? Like consider it done. Um, so one of the things I shared with her and that I want to bring into this vlog is life is trade-offs, you know, like it's a long series of trade-offs. And so the topic of this vlog is the priority. And I phrase it that way, the priority, because that is the etymological root of the word, the priority. It's the most important thing. And as such, it's a word that's not supposed to be pluralized. Like pluralizing it is uh, counter to its very, the very essence of its meaning, the priority, the most important thing. You can't have priorities is what the, the word is saying. You can't have priorities. You have a priority by definition. And, um, and I guess what I want to say about that is, man, I find that hard. Man, I find that hard. Um, because as a recovering addict, um, who at one point burned her life to the ground with using drugs and at various times has been so enveloped by my food addiction that I couldn't function at a most basic level, couldn't show up for life at all. I've known for a long time that my priority has to be staying clean, you know, um, I because I can't show up for anything if I'm actively using, you know, if I've got, if I'm, if I'm needing a fix like that, um, everything else is rendered moot anyway. So staying clean for me, staying on my bright lines, keeping my own um, balance, my own equilibrium, taking care of my crazy head, which I often talk about, like having a brain like mine is like having a special needs child, you know, like just managing it, taking care of myself has often felt like the priority because it's the necessary and sufficient condition for anything else in my life to be done well at all. And now I have bright line eating and now I have three daughters and an amazing husband. And I got to tell you, this vlog is not to provide answers. If you're, if you're a mom doing bright line eating and you're sitting on the edge of your seat waiting for me to give you the answer for how to prioritize, you might as well like shut off this video. I don't have an answer for you. I'm here to share with you that I find these things really hard. And Oftentimes I feel like my priority is to the journey and to the way the moment shows up and the choices that I feel called to make with my gut. And it's like, it's like flying a plane, you know, you don't just take off and then if you're the pilot and then go take a nap <laughs> in the back row of the plane, you have to stay there reading the instrument panel and making adjustments. That's what it means to fly a plane. So if you want to think of this life's journey from birth to death as taking off and then landing, you know, like most of it is in the air, in the middle, and you got to be at the instrument panel, reading the signals and making course corrections, you know? And so I guess my commitment, my priority is to reading the instrument panel and making corrections. And sometimes reconsidering where the plane's going even, you know? Um, and that moment for me with Alexa saying, if you have a lot of work today, would you not do it and come to the hospital? For me, that was a big course correction moment. And um, luckily, I have an amazing team. And uh, I don't know how much you know this, but I'm not really 
<laughs> doing everything here on the back end of Brightline Anything. I've got right now 26 full-time employees and like, you know, they run the show here. If you're on my team and you're watching this, I love you and my family and I need you. And, um, you know, there's, there's one role that I've played more lately than, you know, I've let go of pretty much all of the implementation and the organization. I don't ever, other people do that stuff. I don't even know how to send an email out to the list. I don't know, you know, I don't even have a login for the system. <laughs> um, but one of the things I have still been doing a lot of is, um, nurturing my team and, um, you know, kind of making sure people are comfortable with where we're going in Brightline Eating. And so one thing that's happened recently is that um, I'm realizing that there's other people on the team who are really good at that. I don't have to, to be the one to make all those phone calls and check in with people and, you know, like other people can do that too. When I was in um, my 12-step program for food addiction, they told you what your priorities were in order. Recovery, family, job. In that order. Recovery first, because if you don't do that, you can't do anything. Family comes next, then your job. And what often happened in my observation from folks is that recovery, and if you had kids, then family, took up so much of your life that there wasn't really room for much of a job. And people would say that, honestly. Like, you can't really have a big career and do this program and have kids. Like, it just doesn't work. Because because by the time you add in that third piece, if it's a big one, um, you're out of time. Like, there aren't that many hours in the day. Um, and, um, you know, part of me leaving that program was knowing that, I, you know, Bright Line Eating was going to be a bigger calling than that community would support me in taking on. Like, that if I made reach-out phone calls to folks in that community, mostly what I'd be hearing is, yeah, don't do that. <laughs> that bright line eating thing, it's going to run you to the ground and it's going to jeopardize your family. Don't do it. And I didn't feel like that was an option for me. I felt like bright line eating was a mandate for me. Like I needed to do it. So I needed to figure out how to, how to do it, you know? And I don't know that I'm doing it, um, perfectly or even well some days, you know, in terms of like juggling all those things. And certainly in that moment with Alexis, I felt obviously like, not okay, you know, not okay. So this Friday, Alexis and I have a one-on-one -on -one date planned. At, 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 at She chose the hours, 10 a.m. to 7 p.m., and she counted triumphantly that that was going to be nine solid hours of entire togetherness. And, you know, the journey goes on. The journey goes on. I don't know at this point in my life how to have a priority. Um, except to continuing to be the pilot of the plane, you know, and course correct is necessary. So um, I guess I want to end with the thought that there have been, I want to tie it back to you and your bright line eating journey. I, I want to say, first of all, I'm sure that, that the working mothers and fathers here can relate to this because, because when you've got bright line eating, and a career and kids, you know, and a, and a, maybe a partnership and you're raising the kids, like that's, that's more than anyone can handle gracefully, in my opinion. <laughs> uh, gracefully at all times. There might be moments of grace in there, but certainly not sustained perfection of grace uh, all the way through. Uh, it's just too much. It's just too much. 
Um, so other than, you know, anyone who's doing bright line eating with kids in a career, you know, being able to relate to this um, and hopefully, you know, resonating with just the humanity of how hard it is, how hard it is to do all those things well. Um, I also just wanted to bring it back to your bright line eating journey and say that in my experience, at times that I've been struggling with my bright line eating journey, reframing so that my bright lines are the priority has made everything fall into place. Because when you've got a brain that's highly, highly susceptible and your drug of choice has wormed its way in and has got you by the throat, um, it just eats up the bandwidth for everything else, right? It, it just, it's a game changer. And when you get that squared away again, all of a sudden there's time for everything else, you know? So it's the, it's the, it's the oxymoronic sort of thing that when you spend a little more time on your bright line eating, it opens up more time for everything else. So, um, in this instance, for me, the reprioritization wasn't that I needed to put bright line eating first. Um, but I want to say that in the past, often that has been the answer for me. That if I just put that first and, and go to any lengths to make sure that that piece, my food piece, stays intact and that I have the support that I need to eat only and exactly the food that I'm reading, writing down every night in my journal. If I can just get myself enough support to really do that, all of a sudden, everything else gets so much easier. So if you need a priority, might I invite you to consider having that one? And if you're with me and uh, life feels hard to prioritize at times, um, yeah, here's to another day of reading the instrument panel and adjusting accordingly. So that's the weekly vlog. Thanks for being with me. I love you and I'll see you next week.